Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Adolf Hitler said, If the older generation cannot get accustomed to us, we shall take their children away from them and rear them as needful to the fatherland. He also said, He alone who owns the youth gains the future. The LGBTQ activists... Yeah, they must have read that. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. This is my beautiful wife, Nikki. And we got a lot to get to today, so we're going to try to get right into it. But before we do, do you have anything you want to say? I just want to get right into it. I know it's going to be a lot. I... Just want to tell you to like and subscribe and go jump on our Discord. Follow us on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on and uh, go check out our website. It's up now. We would love to know what you guys think of that. Uh, We will be working on it and trying to improve it down the road. Anyways, let's get into this. So uh, in our episode that came out last Wednesday, we started talking about this idea of homosexual infiltration uh, in our churches. You know, this isn't necessarily like a new idea, you know, but I do think it's been ramping up, you know, as this country kind of continues its perilous march towards Marxism. Um, And I think it's only going to get worse as we kind of continue down that road, which is why I think a Nazi quote is all the more pertinent. (laughs) And uh, I think the only way that it really stops is is if the church stands up to put a stop to it. Um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, you know, who we obviously, our namesake here on the podcast, he did essentially this to an extreme, you know, in 1930s, uh, Germany as the Nazi party was sort of rising to power and gaining power in that country. Uh, they started, basically they knew they had to take the church because Germany was a strong Christian nation. And they started basically overtaking the Christian church in that country and sort of turning it into a Nazi state church. And in response to this, because Bonhoeffer, amongst others, you know, Martin Niemöller and these guys knew that it was obviously not the true gospel, not the true faith. They decided that they had to distinguish themselves from this Nazi church. And that's where the term, the confessing church, if you've ever heard of that, that's something Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer and these other Christian leaders in that country decided that they need to make a true confession of faith Mm -hmm. to distinguish themselves from the state church and the real Christian church. And I was like, we might not be there today in this country, man, but I can see a time not too far down the road where we need some real Christian men and women and leaders in this country to definitely make a hard line in the sand against true Christian faith in this like woke social justice Christianity um, that we're getting ready to walk into. And Mm -hmm. uh, if I may, we will raise our hand. If you guys want anybody to take the lead (laughs) on that, you let religionless Christianity know and we (laughs) will do that for you. So we got it. 
Yeah, talking about, I have to say, you were a a, a confessing Christian. Mm. I feel like that's what I've been kind of like doing. You know, I get on Facebook. Yeah, you're and, basically Bonhoeffer, honey. <laughs> I do that, but <laughs> I feel like I, I I I keep stumbling over my words. I like to test where people are at in their faith, and you know, I post things about uh, scripture and. And I kind of just say a little blurb about what that scripture is saying. And people will try and like argue like, oh, it doesn't mean that. I'm like, read the scripture. It's right there. Like usually things concerning sin. That's all. I'm testing the church is what I'm doing. Like I'm in Christian groups and I see that none of them read their Bibles. And they're attacking me. And I'm just like, scripture right here i didn't say it (laughs) so it just it blows my mind and and it just makes me sad too but um you need to really pray for the church but we get started this topic um by looking at two stories um two stories in the news um the first was from the huffington post um about a bisexual girl who had learned to accept and love herself because she believes that God created her that way, which is what all the homosexual Christians believe because if, you know, or they don't believe in God at all, but if they believe in God, they'd say, God made me that way. So she was tired of being told that her lifestyle um, was wrong. So she found a church that affirmed her lifestyle and she basically just wrapped up her theology. So whatever the theology was at the other church, where were they <laughs> getting their um, truth from? I don't know. It was the other church was doing their job, I guess. She didn't like it. So the second story that was um, from the Anchorage Daily News, uh, that was about an Episcopal church. Uh, in much the same way, it um, promotes the idea that, that we're all made in God's image and Therefore, we deserve love and respect and um, acceptance. Yeah, and I think this sort of idea is becoming like the Black Lives Matter movement um, for Christians. You know, if you remember Black Lives Matter movement when it first started gaining ground, it was kind of the idea that like it's not enough to say all lives matter, including black people, right? Mm -hmm. Because to make that claim you're basically saying, you know, or like you're not highlighting or acknowledging the plight of black people, black men and women in this country. So that's kind of what the, this God is love uh, movement has become for Christians that if you're not affirming them, then you're somehow, you know, condemning them sort Mm -hmm. of a thing. You know, it's not enough to be like, well, no, God hates all sin and he wants everyone to repent. No, like now you're attacking specifically this homosexual crowd kind of a thing. So I think it's kind of like the Black Lives Matter. At least that's the sense I get when I hear these sorts of things. Yeah, all this God is love. Therefore, he loves you as you are in in your sin. But so there's so much of this word you're not reading if you believe that. And I mean, we were told in the last days people are going to heap up teachers for themselves and they're going to tell them what they want to hear and that makes them feel comfortable and safe in their sin. But if you tell anyone that they are sinning and separating themselves 
that they're separating themselves from God. Um, you aren't affirming that God is love. And so you're just a fire and brimstone preacher, basically. But fire and brimstone isn't like bad, like warning people of eternal punishment. Like that's all part of the gospel. You have to talk about sin and hell. <laughs> like that's what you're being saved from. <laughs> Used to be able to talk about that. <laughs> and if I may kind of put my neck out there, but this is what I think. Uh, I think this whole like God is love sort of like be who you want, do what you want. God loves you anyways. This sort of movement, I think it's climbing the charts of the reasons why people are getting sent to hell in this country. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why we're talking about it in this episode. And we're going to talk about it for the next few episodes. This originally homosexuality or homosexuality was going to be something we talked about for one, maybe two episodes. And then as we start putting them together, I'm like, so right now we're sitting at four episodes um, in total. And then it may just be our lifetime when we're all said and done. But uh, yeah, so we're going to kind of have this one. We're talking about how they're attacking our youth coming up on Wednesday. Uh, we'll be having a look at sort of how they're trying to change our language and then um, we'll kind of finish it up with, no, that'll be the, I don't know. We got four <laughs> or five. Stick around. They're all going to be good. Um, but I'm losing count myself. Mm. Well, for today's episode, we're going through two articles. Uh, the first is the bisexual Christian lady, um, you know, from the Huffington Post article. And then the second article is from the ABC News uh, that's titled LGBTQ Youth of Faith Pray Bond at Beloved Arise Group, um, both because they tell you that this movement is going after our youth and they're using social media um, and among other ways to get them. Like they're going after them. Um, in the Bisexual Christian Lady article, um, she says, social media became a big part of my self-acceptance journey as I began to engage with more queer Christian content, finding Christian allies who spoke out against the homophobia that ran rampant in evangelical churches. As if it's something new. If it's sin, you, you're going to, you got to point it out. You got to protect the flock you know, that's all they're doing, but it's, you know, that victim mentality. Why would you want to fit in? Why do you want to, I don't know. Why would you want to go to church? <laughs> well, it was so, uh, I just thought that was such a good excerpt from that article because, you know, reading it, she says like she went to social media to find acceptance. And it was like, of course she did, <laughs> you know, and this goes hand in hand with uh, a YouTube video that we talked with you guys about in a previous episode not too long ago on sort of this transgenderism phenomenon in America. And that video is still linked up on our Discord. Highly encourage you to go and listen to it. A very intelligent lady. But one of the main points that she makes in this episode or in this video, and she's talking about this explosion of the LGBTQ sort of phenomenon in this country. And she calls it a social contagion. Just among the youth, right? Well, She's it's mostly it. among the youth. I forget. And uh, yeah, I mean, largely this explosion is amongst the youth, you know, mm -hmm. young teens and middle-aged middle teens and stuff. Um, but this social contagion idea is telling you that it's not a natural 
thing. Like this is a learned behavior yeah. that they're getting. Um, so this sort of like social media, we know that these platforms, they're run by godless Marxists, um, which is why we implore you <laughs> to get off of them as quickly as you po or possibly can and come join our Discord. Um, it's an easy process. We can walk you through it step by step. And it's a place mm -hmm. where believers can just come and uh, spend time with other believers and not mm -hmm. get trolled by every race baiting, um, yeah. homosexual loving. Hopefully we're all in agreement on there and can really yeah. discuss and pray. Anyways, I'm getting off track. So come to our <laughs> Discord. You'll love it. Um, but social media, you know, it's a place where younger folks obviously spend a ton of their time. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, Satan has a stronghold over these platforms. And he has a stronghold over the people who run these platforms. So if your children are dealing with these confusing thoughts about their sexuality, their gender, like, mm -hmm. hey, don't worry about it, right? Social media will clear that right up for them with all the queer affirmation they can get their, you know, hands and eyes on. As this lady said, she was struggling and social media provided her a safe place, an affirming place for these beliefs. Well, Satan's always going to reassure you that your sin is no big deal. Like, just if you have kids, I just, you, their mind is either going to get washed in the word or it's going to get brainwashed by social media. And we all know, everybody says they're, they're like a sponge and whatever's in there, it's, it's there and it's hard to unlearn you know you learn some and unlearning is the harder part so don't just remove them from social media get them in the word because the word really cleanses your mind um so don't just yell at them and tell them what's wrong with it you also have to use the word and it's powerful it's mm -hmm. it's the power of god unto salvation don't forget that well, anyway, the next article um, that's from ABC News, uh, it's in much the same vein. And this article, LGBTQ Youth of Faith Pray Bond at Beloved Arise, the group speaks of a social platform of sorts. So Beloved Arise, uh, which bills itself as a Christian nonprofit dedicated to celebrating and empowering LGBTQ youth of faith. So it's being celebrated. Like, I don't know. I'm just reading the headline and I'm like, I already have so many questions. <laughs> so it goes on to say, they are among hundreds of young people worldwide who have joined Beloved Arise during the coronavirus pandemic to worship, sing, and bond virtually. The group celebrated its second annual Queer Youth of Faith Day on Wednesday, the last day of Pride Month, with podcasts, concerts, online panels of teens, and seminars on LGBTQ history and churches. We didn't get a call, Beloved Arise. We got a podcast. We would have been on there. Where's our phone call? So, yeah, Beloved Arise, they're just obviously one of many kind of social platforms where this queer affirmation stuff is taking hold. And you might see that in like, oh, only a couple hundred people were on this platform. But if those couple hundred people influence two people apiece, now you have a thousand potentially. Like, And this is how it snowballs, right? So... Um, this is just one article that I'm sure you could dig up hundreds of others. But keep in mind, this beloved arise, if you dig into it, and we'll have links down in the show notes for all these articles for 
there's a lot in the show notes. So go check out the show notes, <laughs> read some of the articles. Um, but it was founded by this, I don't know if you call him a gentleman, a gentleman, whatever it is, but he's well over 40 and he goes by the name June Love Young. Let that sink in. June Love Young. Uh, it might be a total coincidence, who knows, but <laughs> why did this 40 plus year old Love Young uh, found Beloved Arise? He said that he was quiet about his queer identity until his 40s, and he doesn't want kids to have to wait that long uh, to come out. So that was kind of one of the reasons. But then he goes on to say, I was so surprised in my 40s to learn that what I thought I knew about the Bible was gravely misinformed. And I just want young people to be aware that in every faith tradition, there is a progressive faith that has searched the sacred texts and has created an open space for queer identities. He said, adding that he felt safe to come out thanks in part to affirming theology. Like, and this is what our next episode is going to be looking at, how there's sort of change in this language. Like somehow there's these progressive Christians that have just been scouring this sacred text and the ancient text. And they finally, oh, we found it. This was the misinterpretation that proves that homosexuality so that's is the, yes, that's the theology. I don't that know. Just, uh, but yeah, so. Man, oh man. But this affirming theology, it's not something new. Um, maybe it's not new to you, but it is to us. Um, it's not something confined just to social platforms and a few Episcopalian churches in San Francisco. Um, there are some seminaries that, um, built on this theology now. Um, the Union Theological Seminary in New York. But I'm just learning yeah. about this too. This is this yeah, is crazy. Go check this place out. We have <laughs> Union Theological Seminary linked down below as well. Go read their beliefs and their mission statement. Um, crazy mm -hmm. stuff. But, you know, so now... Obviously, these social media platforms and these people like Mr. Love Young are trying to reach out to your kids. So now, you know, they're not only going to be getting myth misled in their faith walk by these perverts on social media, and I would say perverts sexually as well as gospel. Or in, in respect to the gospel, they're perverting it. Um, but when that confusion of your kids is like ripe for the picking, mm. well, well, you know, they can attend a theological seminary where they'll cement this false gospel in their minds and allow them to go on in their lives and careers to pervert yeah, an entirely you to new even generation. Warn them of of these um, seminaries. Like, do your homework. Like, really research. Oh, it's seminary. Go on. Yeah, like, if you're like, you oh, finally that. my daughter's coming out of this homosexual lifestyle and she wants to attend seminary. And she wants to be a minister. Nope. Which, uh, no. <laughs> that's not what she's doing. So. Yeah, definitely got to be skeptical. But yeah, there's a lot more on this topic and we don't have time today, but we're going to go over, I don't know, you said we have like four or five episodes, maybe we'll oh, have sure. more. <laughs> but yeah, just check the show notes for links, but we'll build on this in the coming episodes uh, about how they're coming for your kids by changing the language. Um, but they're coming for your kids and you need to be aware of it. So start doing your homework. Um, studying the scriptures, uh, get your children off social media and let's get on Discord. And I don't know, I wanted to say one last thing and looking up when we got on Discord and we saw um, 
a verse our friend Brandon posted. Um, what was it? Second Timothy three sixteen, mm-hmm. and I really liked. It just stood out to me because it says, um, "All Scripture is breathed out by God, and profitable uh, for teaching, reproof, correction, and for training in righteousness." And the people aren't wanting to use God's word to be corrected, to um, for for even being taught at all. Nobody's teachable. They don't want to be taught what God's word says, and they don't want to be taught how to be righteous. And that part really got me that like, like I know we're made righteous like when we're saved, but our flesh needs to be <laughs> put down and um, we do have to train. Um, we need to be taught how to be godly because we don't know how. We have to just go to the word and the churches are trying to do this very thing in Second Timothy, trying to teach, reprove, correct, and train in righteousness. And so these kids or, you know, these teens are leaving the churches because they don't want to hear it. But this is what God's word is for. So if you have people leaving your church because you're training, you're correcting through the word of God in love, you got to let them go. Don't change anything to make them stay. But just remember, that's what the word of God is for. These people, they don't, they don't want to be corrected and trained and taught how to be godly. Like, they just want to hear the message that God loves you and you're accepted and have their lifestyle be approved and affirmed. So don't stop teaching and correcting. Don't be afraid to offend with the word of God because that, that is love. God loves us and in, in correcting us. Yeah, and kind of on that note, as we get ready to end here, um, this Mr. Love Young stated, I believe, in the article, I think it was him that said it, but he says something, or he stated that he wanted to start Beloved Arise um, because he wanted something that would let them know that there is no contradiction between being a queer and trans person and being a person of faith, that those things can go together. And I know this right on the surface, you're kind of like, whoa, what is this? But when I read it, I was like, yeah, I have no issue with that statement. You know, you can be a person of faith and you can be queer or transgendered. Um, But what you can't be is queer and transgendered, proud of that, Mm -hmm. and a Christian. Right. You can't, you can have faith in whatever you want, you know, the spaghetti monster in the sky, whatever you want, but you can't be a Christian Mm -hmm. and then go track down a, a queer affirming church that lets you cement yourself in your pride in your sin. You what know, do they use the word of God for then? What is it for? What's its purpose it in those churches? It levels out the tables um, when they stick it underneath it. So, uh, but you know, this is where you hear um, in Matthew seven. You know, we talk about can you be a person of faith and all this, but you know, obviously Matthew seven, the famous verse where, you know, they call out Lord, Lord, you know, did we not do these miracles and do these things in your name? And he tells them, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of lawlessness. Um, and looking up that word lawlessness, uh, I found this just on the Bible dictionary on BibleStudyTools.com. And it says it's a condition of one's life or as specific acts that demonstrate a determined refusal to acknowledge God. 
And that's where this pride, this seeking of affirmation in your sin, which is what homosexuality mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. you're not acknowledging God. Because, right, if we acknowledge God, the Christian God, Jesus Christ, then you have to acknowledge his word. Because God and his word are inseparable. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to acknowledge his word, then you got to acknowledge all of it. You can't pick and choose. Um, well, God is love. Well, he's also judgment, right? And he's also holy. And he's also all these other things. So um, this isn't meant to be a message of hate or like condemnation to any one specific group per se. Like anybody that finds himself prideful in their sin, you're separated from God. Mm -hmm. um, so... This isn't out of hate, like we said, this is out of love to, you know, come to the realization that being a Christian, you know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer says when Christ calls a man, he bids him come die. Mm -hmm. You got to When you accept Christ, you die to yourself. And, you know, Jesus tells us to take up our cross daily. And the thing about this, we've touched on this before, like life isn't fair. Some people are saddled with worse burdens to deal with. And that's just the way it is. You know, your sin might be homosexuality where somebody else's might just be gossiping. And you're like, well, you can quit gossiping whenever you want. Yeah, you were dealt a, a tougher hand. Um, but that just means God can work all the more powerfully mm -hmm. in you. So yep, nothing's um, too hard for him. Yeah, we just implore you guys, we'll have Bible verses linked down in the show notes. Um, just to spell out that sexual immorality is a sin, which homosexuality is sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> also, a bunch of good show notes, uh, articles linked in the show notes. Go give those uh, a look. Um, it's eye-opening. And then stick around for Wednesday and uh, the follow-on episodes. Friday, we'll still be sticking to the good news, always the good news on Friday. Um, so this will be kind of extending out into next week as we delve into this topic more and more. So... That's all we got for you guys. I want um, to say something. Oh, yeah. End it. End it for us. <laughs> That's why I kept looking at you. Uh, I was just going to go on from what you said. We're called to die to ourselves, and that means our old identity. So whatever you identified as before you were a believer and it was sin, you need to die to that because everybody says it's my identity. It's who I am. No, God makes you reborn. You need to die to that identity that you identified as homosexual. You have to lay that down too. And, and I was going to bring up how um, we're, all these youth are being encouraged to, you know, come out into the open and, um, you know, be brave, be em empowering them to just, you know, what do they say? Come out of the closet. So all these youth, are being encouraged to bring out their sin, you know, in the light, so to speak, so to speak. And instead of confessing it as sin and being forgiven, it's just so twisted what Satan does. Bring it out into the light and don't confess it. You um, celebrate it and you will be celebrated and honored and just... It's parading sin instead of confessing it. And that is just, oh, that's just such a, a twisted thing that Satan is doing to these youth. Like, bring your sins to the light and you tell everybody else they got to accept it because it's who you are. And but God tells us to bring our sins to the light and confess our sins and um, um, acknowledge that it is sin that it's an offense to God and that it separates us from God 
and they're just doing the complete opposite. They're just building a bigger wall, bringing their sins up, and then instead of confessing, like, nope, we're going to celebrate it, and we're going to say God approves. Like, just, it's just like Satan to do something like that, and especially going after the youth. Like, that, that just really disturbs me. Yeah, so... Uh, a lot more to get into on this, you guys. But um, yeah, make sure you stick around. Share this with somebody. We'd appreciate it. That's all we got for you guys today. Love you. God bless. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.